Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What kind of soup is that? It's tomato soup. Cream of. Mm-hmm. They have tomatoes in Scotland? Somehow we do. I don't know where they get them from. I think they just, like, <laughs> make them. Um, do you, what is, like, your soup brand? Soup in a tin? My... <laughs> like, in the States, right? Right, you know uh-huh. That? Well, well, we call them cans. Um. Oh, boring. Right. Uh-huh. And actually, usually <laughs> they come in. We have soup in a cup, like a plastic cup that you put in your cup holder as you drive to work on the interstate. What, like a, uh, you know, for your coffee? Yeah, like for like your coffee. But instead, it's soup. Okay. Uh, okay. Usually, we got we got Campbell's soup around here. It's delicious. We have Campbell's. What international Campbell's soup? I know. I didn't know that. This is Heinz. Heinz soup. Heinz soup. They make Heinz. our ketchup, our soup, a lot of our mayonnaise. Oh. Um, most they just deal in condiments and soups and beans. <laughs> and beans? Do they bean. make pickles? Baked I know beans. there are Heinz pickles here. Oh Christ, no. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Will somebody get us another drink? Jimmy. Yeah. We are we are we are in a pickle because I have follow up. From our previous show. Oh my gosh. But our previous show hasn't been published yet. What's your follow-up? Uh, just the answer to the quiz question. <laughs> oh yeah, that's funny. Yeah, remember the quiz question that we had at the end of the last show? And all those people replied? <laughs> well, oh, congratulations, everyone. Everyone. Who such entered. a great... And remember that, yeah. that one person who tweeted at us with the right answer? They were, they were the best. They were the best. They were they were absolutely the best. I almost I almost spilled the beans today, Jimmy, because I was watching a were they Heinz beans? <laughs> <laughs> Get those puns out of here! I was watching a YouTube video vaguely inspired by the subject of our podcast today, and mm-hmm. had the uncontrollable urge to tweet it, but I <gasps> didn't want to poison the quiz question that we haven't distributed yet. Well, exactly, that would create 
a time paradox. Time par- and suddenly David Tennant would appear and, and who knows what would happen next. The re- oh my god, the Reapers would come. I'm always sad that they never came back. They were such a huge plot device. And just it doesn't matter anymore if you change time. Come on. Right. Sorry. To podcast. Known for its flashy costumes and extravagant hats, one sparkly dress from the original production of this musical now resides in the Smithsonian National Archives. What musical, Jimmy? Hello, Dolly. That was my best way I was talking about. <laughs> Hello, Dolly. That's, is no, that, that, your... could be, that, that could be... That could be Lee Armstrong or yeah. Carol Jenner. <laughs> The, o- the only musical with uh, mandatory punctuation in the title. Mm-hmm. That's not true. It's not true. Oliver. But I would say Oliver has an exclamation point. And Oklahoma as well. That's Oklahoma. one I'm very passionate about. Yeah. And do you know what doesn't have a punctuation point? And this annoys me. Yes, yeah. yes. Fame. Stop putting an exclamation mark at the end of fame. Okay? <laughs> it's not fame. It's fame. It's just fame. But this one is Hello Dolly. This is Hello Dolly. It's hello. <laughs> with the comma as well. Very with the comma, comma as well. Yeah. With a comma after hello. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get the Hamilton reference in there somewhere. It's true. It's true. So yes, hello Dolly. Hello Dolly. What's the what I mean, can you imagine anyone who hasn't seen Hello Dolly? They're probably out there with those people who haven't seen yeah, Fiddler on the Roof. I would say they were out there. Yeah. Well we you, should help them out. You love Hello Dolly, don't you? I love Hello Dolly. You were in it? I was this was my first musical. Um There you go. Junior year of high school. I played a, a very important plot role in this musical. Were you Rudolph? I was not Rudolph. I was the paper hanger. The last character oh introduced God. in the show. Who represents Horace Vandergelter's growth throughout the entire show. That's how I justified my small part to myself. I Can you please, please break that down for us? Because, <laughs> well... <laughs> so, Hello Dolly is the story of the widow Dolly Levi, who is a matchmaker mm-hmm. in... Whatever you know, whatever that means, she sets people up in the land before Tinder. Um, yes, and the musical, the a plot of the musical is her trying to wed Horace Vandegelder, the well-known half a millionaire, and Horace is this stodgy man who has no use for women. And at the very beginning of the show, as an offhanded remark, she suggests to Horace that he should add some new wallpaper in the front room. And at the very end, this wallpaper paper hanger walks in and is hanging wallpaper in the front room. And that's the moment when Dolly Levi is like, 
is changed. And then the wow. finale happens. It's a very important role. So that so that's pre-finale song. That's the yep. It's like so you right do, before. Is, you are actually really that is vital. It's really important because there's not a lot of plot in Tali's progression. <laughs> there's there's really not. It bothers me. It bothers me so much. Go on. Wait, why? <laughs> Well, so it's a golden age. What does what does you don't, Dali you don't get a plot in the golden age? <laughs> what does but like the the B plot's filled with plot, like, and it's so close to having an important. So what is what do you think Dolly wants from the beginning of the show? I think she's ready mm-hmm. to move on from her husband. What's her husband's name again? It's uh, funny, Erfin, Erman, Ephraim, Ephraim Levi. Ephraim, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Um, she's ready to move on from him um, and fall in love. And obviously, she's mm-hmm. a matchmaker. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's that kind of like, what would the matchmaker do? I forgot what's <laughs> the name of the matchmaker and fiddler. I was trying to make a joke there. Yenta. 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 Okay. I'm going to make that joke again. Okay. I'll, it'll okay. be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's a bit like, um, like what would Yenta do? You know? <laughs> What would a matchmaker do? WWYD? What would what would Yenta do? What would Yenta do? It's a question we all ask ourselves on a daily basis. <laughs> but um yeah, so it's about but that's the thing, it's like that that isn't the arc. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like kind of but kind of is, but it's like she forgets about it yeah. when they go to New York. <laughs> but um uh, it just bothers like she starts the whole thing saying she's gonna marry Vandegelder. And there's mm-hmm. a, a ticking clock because the rumor is Horace Vandergelder is headed to town to wed, um, what's her name? Uh, Irene uh, Malloy, the hat shop yes. owner. And Dolly has to fix that. She's not set on that. And she wants to marry Horace ostensibly for his money, at least at the beginning. Yes. To, like, spread it out among the world. Like manure. Um, but also she's broke. And so she mm-hmm. needs the money herself. Mm-hmm. And the the plot should be that she wants to marry him for his money and then ends up falling in love with him for his human characteristics. Mm-hmm. But it, it doesn't really happen. That's, she's old, right? <laughs> it's supposed to be. Um, you don't have time for love. But you sh- it's, supposed to be a- money. <laughs> it's supposed to be about love because that's what the whole B plot is. I know. I know. It's the most um, A plot B plot musical I think I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, it, the B plot I mean I I like the B plot more. I think the B plot's much more engaging. So that's yeah. uh Cornelius Hackle and Barnaby Tucker who work who for Who are just great. What a wonderful little twosome. Uh, Aren't they delightful? I love them so much. Uh, they should I love be them so much. in all musicals. Yep, Cornelius and Barnaby. Um they work for Horace. Dolly sends them to New York and sets them up with Irene, the hat maker, Irene. and her assistant, and they yep. go on a wonderful adventure through New York and fall yep. in love. Completely based on deceit. Yep. It's wonderful. Wasn't it great in the old days when you could just lie your way into love? <laughs> Those are the days, eh? But, like, that's the contrast. Their whole adventure in New York is about how they can love each other despite not having money yes like that's the the theme is money and love like it's money and love the musical uh-huh. which would be a rubbish title really wouldn't it <laughs> that's why they switched to hello dolly yeah because uh, jerry herman is he's 
Real good with titling his musicals. Exactly. Hello, Dally. Mame. Well, I think it, it actually went through a couple of incarnations, the title. Did it? Yeah. Originally going to be called Dolly, A Damned Exasperating Woman. Right? Mm-hmm. You can see why that didn't work. Yeah. You don't want to swear in you your know? title to begin with. You don't want to swear, and you don't want to call your main character mm-hmm. A Damned Exasperating Woman, because, <laughs> you know, it's the mm-hmm. 60s. People don't settle for that kind of thing. It's true. And then they had the riveting fun title, Call on Dolly. <laughs> but perhaps more accurate title. Much more accurate, um, much more appropriate. It's the opening number. Yeah. But they decided on the closing number. Well, one of the closing numbers. Uh, the Hello, 11 o'clock Dolly. number, thank you very much. The 11 o'clock, yes, exactly. <laughs> Hello, Dolly. Mm-hmm. Um, which is much better. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't know this, but it was only after Louis Armstrong had recorded his demo of Hello, Dolly, that they changed it to Hello, Dolly, which makes sense. I mean, that's, exactly. that, that song sold the show in a lot of ways. A hundred percent. I know, because that just shot to the top of Billboard and they were like, yeah. everyone knew that. Yeah. That's the way, I think a lot of people know, that I think people, a lot of people probably think it's based on the song. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? No. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if that was what. Yeah, and from, from what I hear, at, at the very beginning, uh, Armstrong begrudgingly recorded the song like he was goaded into it by his manager or his producer or something and was like fine i'll record a demo and the the top recording was like his demo of it it wasn't terribly well rehearsed it wasn't terribly well thought out and Uh it just flew hello darling this is louis darling it's so nice to have you back where you belong. You looking swell, darling. I can't tell, darling. You still growing, you still growing, you still going strong. I feel the room sway, but the band's playing one of our old favorite songs from way back when. So, take a rap, fellas, find an empty lap, fellas, darling, never wait again. Should we talk about its success? It's, I mean, for a while, it was the most successful musical. <laughs> yeah. For, well, I think for like three years until Fiddler came along. Um, yeah. Which was great. I mean, that's a th- like what hello. In my opinion, right? I don't know if mm-hmm. you agree with this, but Hello Dolly is like the last of the Golden Age musicals. Do you know what I mean? I could, it was, I could it see was that. the kind of turning point. Well, it was kind of like the waking of the Jer- Jerry Herman era. Do you know what I mean? Like that things get a bit more serious. Th- it, things are less glorified, and they don't have this necessarily large rousing chorus. Yeah. When are, so this is nineteen. 19- 64. 64. It would have been the 1964-65 Tonys. Yes, I think so. Because I think Fiddler won in 68 or 67. One of them. Um, the next year, Best Musical was Fiddler. Fiddler. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's the year def- after? The year, the year after, after Fiddler, Fiddler oh. won Best Musical. I mean, that definitely marks a shift. Exactly. Because I, I think a lot of time Fiddler gets attributed as like the changing face do you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah um, like the gateway to the 70s but yeah i don't know i think hello dolly yeah because it's a it's a, it does kind of strike a balance yeah i mean you take you take a look at it so 
18th Tony Awards Best Musical, Hello Dolly. 19th Tony yeah. Awards, Fiddler on the Roof. 20th, Man of La Mancha. 21st, yeah. Cabaret. Like, that is a big shift. Yeah. And then where, Mame, I think, was it 22nd? No, uh, Mame lost to uh, Fiddler. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. But still, a great year, because Mame also great. Because Mame also swept a bunch of things. It also, I mean, Hello Dolly, until the producers in 2000 and... Mm, 2001. Um, 2001 had held the record for the most Tony Awards won by one show. Yeah. I think it's a, a, it won 11 or 10 it of its 11 10, nominations. Yeah. Um, which, which is, is crazy. Great. Yeah, it's very, very good. And then one of the longest running shows. Uh, for a long, long time. Long time. It's currently yeah, it was, the 16th longest running musical. Yeah, ever. Um, ever. Which is, is crazy to me that, especially since it was the ending of this golden age era uh-huh. i'm surprised it wasn't poo-pooed very quickly like yeah it it stuck around in its place so this this is why i consider this to be the kind of turning point because mm-hmm. you know if it was uh like a rogers and hammerstein or something like yeah. that it probably yeah. would have petered out because it would feel dated whereas right I think Hello Dolly, because it kind of treads that balance, it was able mm-hmm. to last as long as things like, you know, Fiddler. Um, For sure. Uh, and it, because it, it had a bit of both. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was the transition. Yeah, it ha- I mean, it has, a, it has a story. It's more than just catchy songs and bad drama. And interesting characters. I think a lot of it's interesting characters. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Is there not just like one or two. You've got a, a good chunk of very yeah. varied characters yeah exactly even even the the second and third billing characters like um oh yeah ernestina uh-huh. like horace's daughter and is it ambrose her boyfriend ambrose yeah, yeah. and like they've only got a couple lines the but names also are so good terribly oh they're so wonderful cornelius hackle barnaby tucker oh it's just I wonderful think, i don't know i love i think that's part of it i think that's because the names are just fun yeah do you know it's, ju- it's just i think that it like I was trying to think what describes a golden age musical or the golden age of musicals and where uh-huh. it's where the shows are kind of just fun. It's just kind of fun. Yeah. Even if sad things happen, yeah, you still leave feeling roused. I think that's it. You mm-hmm. want to feel roused. Yeah. You're not. We're not terrible. Being terribly introspective. You know, we're not yeah. challenging any big systems or ways of thinking. Just good old theatrical fun. Which Hello Dolly has heaps of. Yes. Oh, man. It's on Hello. And just yes. beautiful songs. I was surprised. I was reading some of the original reviews, and uh-huh. a lot of them say, mo- they're generally very positive. Um, even the ones that are negative say things like, this is a negative review, but I think this is going to be a successful production. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was weird. No one really ever said it's not going to do well. No. Um, and I think they point out, like, you. that's where I feel some of the turning tides of the way we're going. They, they say hmm. things like, some of the lyrics feel like they need work, or the story is, you know, yeah, there and not terribly moving and mm-hmm. there you feel that sense of wanting something more out of a yeah, musical yeah people are like uh-huh you are ready now we've stopped patronizing us and let's yeah have some grit yeah exactly and um, man do they get some along, along <laughs> it came <laughs> out there there's a world outside of yonkers way out there beyond this hick town barnaby 
There's a slick town Barnaby Out there Full of shine and full of sparkle Close your eyes and see it Listen, Barnaby Listen, Barnaby Put on your Sunday clothes There's lots of world out there Get out the brilliant teen and dime cigars We're gonna find adventure in the evening air Girls in white in a perfume night With the lights are bright as the stars Put on your Sunday clothes We're gonna ride through town In one of those new horse-drawn open cars We'll see the shows at Delmonico's And we'll close the town in a whirl And we won't come home until we kiss a girl so yeah, it's it's done really, really well. Yeah, and then it got revived. I think like four times. The interesting revival is the um, not Patty Labelle. What's her name? Pearl Pearl pa- Bailey. Pearl Bailey. Oh man, I got paragraphs on this, Jimmy. You have paragraphs on Pearl Bailey. Pearl Bailey, Keb Calloway, a whole bunch of people, a whole bunch of just fantastic performers, and it's a big deal. And it wasn't even a revival. Um, it was. It was, it was still the original production, and this is why it's a big deal. It was still, technically speaking, a continuation of the original 1964 production. In 1967 or 8, probably 7, right. I think, for the 1968 Tonys, uh-huh. they had replaced, you know, a whole bunch of people had played Dolly, they'd gone through right. a whole bunch of different actresses, and then they put Pearl Bailey in and replaced... Uh-huh the entire cast with an all-black cast. Yes. And this was a big deal. Um, Mm -hmm. So we're talking like 1967 in America. 1965 was Martin Luther King's March from Selma to Montgomery. That's when we passed the Voting Right Acts. That's when the Black Power Movement was taking shape. Uh, In 1967, Loving versus Virginia was happened in the Supreme Court. That was when interracial marriage was now no longer illegal yeah. um the like it we were a hotbed of civil rights discontent in america it was the last civil rights movement and in the middle uh-huh. of it all on the great white way along comes this really very daring production of an entirely black hello dolly yep and it just was amazing they gave that's why pearl bailey won had to win a special, special tony yeah. award for it because you can't win for a non-revival you can't win as a yeah. replacement but it did get revived it I'm did sure get it revived again revived. in 75 with uh-huh. an all-black cast Dude. i think again with pearl bailey but i'm not actually it was sure. pearl, 100 pearl, it was pearl bailey and billy daniels because i yes. know that much yes um but it it didn't do very well. It didn't do as well. I, you know, there was something, there was something in the water, something magical about that 1968 set of replacement casts. For sure. It, it, like, it's, it is huge. And it's, I, I mean, I personally think it's odd that mm-hmm. it was Hello Dolly that was the show. <laughs> right. Do you know what I mean? Um, well, I but, think that's the there's best nothing, part about it. Yeah. Because it's so, nor- it's so normal. It, you, right. Like, it's just, I mean, they're, they're, you know, and full disclosure, Jimmy and I from our high horses as 
white males. We can only yes. talk about this so far. Um, exactly. Because it's not our experience and not our story. I think it is so wonderful that it was Hello, Dolly, that was one of these moving things. Because as you said, this was the golden age of musicals, and we were moving on to things more racy and more progressive. Yep. And how wonderful that a part of that was this thing that was, you know, uh, very much marshmallow fluff and easygoing. And, mm -hmm. to be entirely honest, filled with characters that, historically speaking would have been white, would have been Caucasian. I mean, the yes. upper class of New York, these people in, what, the 1920s? This is not, as it was written, a, a story of African Americans. And that's why no. it's wonderful that it, you know, we had this cast on stage. Mm -hmm. I do, I think it's an interesting one. But then, what I would have preferred, I don't know if they would have mm -hmm. been allowed, mm -hmm. would be to have interracial casting. I think they would have. I wonder if it would have been... Because that, I mean, historically on Broadway, yeah. you had shows with African-American cast and you had shows mm. with um, white cast. And lots that was, of segregation. You you, yeah. you, you and the thing is, it's like they still did really well. Um, and you still had some huge names rising from that. But it uh, was... That yeah, was a but, show with black people in it and this is a show with white people. Yeah, but um, separate but equal is not equal. So I don't know... Who? Uh, yeah, I don't know whether that was the reason why it was. Mm -hmm. All but not I mean, to like poo poo on the greatness of it, but I right. I, I want to know more about that history. I yeah. want to know. I mean, I yeah. would wager, you know, the and <laughs> as someone sitting in America right now, these issues are mm -hmm. far from gone, and I would say even more bubbling to the top in my everyday life in contemporary yeah. America. Um, issues of equality and civil rights and things like that. So th this is currently a hot political topic and just a hot mm -hmm. popular culture topic. But I don't think Broadway got real comfortable with its integration until even like the past two years. And we're still struggling with it. I mean, Norm Lewis got cast as the Phantom in 2014, maybe. I think that's something we're still just getting comfortable with. I know, I know. And it's, um, yeah, it's, well, it's that idea of, like, colorblind casting. Right. Do you know what I mean? Which is a, a, a weird, like, contentious point. Um, yeah. I, yeah. You know, some people are like, well, it's a, a, the role is this, and the role is that. And I'm like, yeah, but it doesn't matter. I, uh, I, wish, <laughs> I wish we could redefine our terms, because I think colorblind casting is started with like the current trend of colorblind casting and the invention of the term colorblind casting started with the best of intentions but uh -huh. comes across as slightly destructive exactly i think we need a very like racially conscious casting yeah where you know it would be a a strange jump to do a quote unquote colorblind casting of hairspray because its content is about the civil rights movement and about race. 100%. And there's no statement to make there. It just becomes confusing plot-wise. Yes. But in, in the ABC TV movie Cinderella with Brandy uh -huh. and Whitney Houston and Victor Garber and Whoopi Goldberg, yep. which is very diverse, it's very yep. intentionally very diverse. Exactly. You know... Whoopi Goldberg and Victor Garber with their Asian prince son. And 
we just go past it. And we're not making any particular statement about the content of the story. You're just showing kids who are watching TV that they, too, Uh can be on television a part of the story. You're just casting actors who can do the role. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't matter about anything else. I know it's it's so interesting when you talk about Hairspray, Mm -hmm. um, because I've heard... Obviously, like the demographic in Scotland, kind of mm-hmm. racial demographic in Scotland, is limited, especially depending on where you go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've heard about productions of Hairspray that have been done by all white casts, mm-hmm. um, and I'm so against that. I'm like, just yeah. don't do, just yeah. don't do Hairspray. Um, it's a wonderful show and great fun right. to do, mm-hmm. um, but I, I just think you can't you can't separate it and like so they would have you know some of the white children would wear like colorful clothes and others mm-hmm. would wear like non-colorful clothes and that was to represent the divide i'm like that's yeah. offensive yeah. sorry i find that offensive and that's technically speaking colorblind casting yeah but it's inappropriate color you right. know what i mean it's inappropriate exactly. colorblind casting that's yeah. where i think the boundaries like when that's is when the topic is about race do you know what i mean mm-hmm. then that yeah that would be it. But there are, I mean, this is where it gets tricky, and this is why I think racially conscious is more apt. You do mm-hmm. In the Heights, and there are very specific author's yeah. notes about yeah. how you can do it, quote-unquote, colorblind. Yeah. Because it is about the story in many ways, but there are some really, really important racial notes in that story. That are. if if you, depending upon how you cast it, you can kind of breeze over a little bit if it doesn't fit yeah. the cast you end up with, and it still becomes a very appropriate story that we need to tell. You know, this yeah. is this is what the question everyone's asking on Twitter and Tumblr about when eventually Hamilton gets released for high yeah. school students. Exactly. exactly. Is it the same story in an all-white high school? I've be, I've directed in a high school. I mean, I've, I've been and yeah. tried to defend my own casting because, again, very limited. I had, yeah, I you know, a reasonably ethnic diverse cast it, i'm not upset now no one was hispanic um mm-hmm. but that's because no one hispanic auditioned really and i, I don't know i think uh, when you're dealing with amateur theater as well i think there's mm-hmm. a, a you have a certain amount of leeway right then there's a whole um, set of baggage that goes with it too exactly um so i feel that that's a bit different but yeah. and I, I do want to talk about um i don't know if any of the listeners saw it and if you did i want you to speak to me um uh-huh. and it was the um, Regent's Park open air production of Ragtime. Do you know anything about that? I do not. I love Regent's air, the Regent's Park open air productions. I love their End of the Woods. Right, and then they did Ragtime, um, uh-huh. and so they were going for colorblind casting. What was the word that you used earlier there? Raci- like, uh, uh, racially conscious. Or racially something. conscious. Yeah. Right. So they were trying to be racially conscious by mm-hmm. mixing up the races that they cast. Mm-hmm. And again, I was like, I just find this inappropriate. For example, oh wow, the right the grandfather, right, uh-huh. the most racist one in the whole cast, uh-huh. in the whole show, you know, arguably, yeah. um, was a black man, right? Uh huh. And I'm just like, it's it's not nice for the grandfather, and I'm quoting the show. I'm not using this word, um, uh-huh. but to say, do you know any coon songs <laughs> as a as a slur? <laughs> Do you know? I mean, I'm just like that. That feels really weird yeah. to me. I don't really see as a director. I'm like, I don't see the point you're making. Mm-hmm. I just see you trying to be control for the sake of it. Yeah. Um. And they did a lot of weird things. They related a lot of it to Obama and stuff. And I was just like, you're really pulling out some plot points here. 
Yeah, I'm looking at pictures of their set design, and we should absolutely put some of these in the show notes. If you looked yeah. at the set design, you would not guess ragtime. It's it's like they're trying to make 21st century ragtime. I'm like, yeah, that's not that's not the, po- the like, point. It's called so ragtime. <laughs> I would be really rag. interested to see this production because I think that's still racially conscious, and they're trying to say something. They may not have yeah. said it right. Like they yeah. may have made a mistake, but I think. One of the big, big problems that everyone runs into in this conversation is everyone is afraid to step on someone else's foot. Yeah. From one direction or another. And again, it com- <laughs> it's to step right. on Harry Styles' foot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, I just mean, heard I it. I would step on Harry Styles' foot. Like, I'd be okay with that. I wouldn't. I would stroke his hair. <laughs> anyway. Um,. And I, it, you know, it comes it comes from a place of well meaning. It comes from a place of goodness. But I think it c- often leads to a land of self censorship, and we can't have the conversations we need to across racial lines if yep. we're constantly self censoring. Yeah, you know, like there there's an air of openness that is really difficult for human beings to reach. To say very much like. This is my story. This is my background. Tell me your story. Tell me your background. Let's, you know, now how do we do art about this? And that's why, yeah, that's why I love this 1967, 68 Hello Dolly production. Like, this is also the time of, um, I think this is when the first affirmative action thing started going in. Right, okay. Which seems very much... Like, th- this is, in a lot of ways, you know, and affirmative action, <laughs> a lot of people have very differing opinions on it, but this is uh-huh. kind of an affirmative action musical. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah. it's, you know, there's a, there's probably a tinge of white guilt in there, like, sorry, we've been casting white people in these musicals for so long, mm-hmm. here you mm-hmm. go. But it also comes from a really <laughs> honest place, like, they cast wonderfully talented people in it, um, yeah. and there's there's some brilliant brilliant moments of whenever carol channing and pearl bailey are on stage together yes both in introducing this production and they did some variety show later and seemed just like the best friends it's so lovely like and that's that's my favorite part of the whole shebang yeah is them together yeah it's you know i mean it's properly showing yeah a united front that yeah. no one else has really been able to do. No. And I think because it would be very easy for something like that to feel manufactured and publicity. You know, yes. It, it's like when they ask William Shatner to endorse whoever plays Captain Kirk in the next Star Trek movie. Like, yeah. you know, it's okay, everyone, this is fine. But it seems very much that Carol and Pearl just get off really well. And exactly. that's what it's exactly. all about. I mean, her... And her both, mm-hmm. Well, I think we're about to say the exact same point, that they're both very different. Yeah, I mean, that's her... Yeah. That's that's um, Carol's introduction at the Tony Awards. She, uh-huh. in her wonderful Carol Channing way, she says, Did Has this, this ever, ever happened, happened to, you? to you? Did you ever have a very favorite dress and you gave it to a friend? And this friend took it home and she shortened the hem and changed the buttons and dyed it another color. And the next time you saw this dress... You were completely bowled over with how great it looked. I mean, not that it didn't look good before, but a few changes here and there, and it had a whole new life. Well, that is exactly what happened to me and not too long ago. And I want for you to see it too. Ladies and gentlemen, I am proud and excited 
and happy to present tonight the new company of Hello Dolly and my dear close friend, Miss Pearl Bailey. And what a wonderful endorsement. Like, exactly. this is, I understand that this is a role I originated and is very much tied with me. And this next performance is just different. And I love mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the best endorsement you could give to any actress. And then with all the baggage and connotation of this being a black production, it's great. But I also like that that isn't what she's not like. And guess what? She's black. Do you know what I mean? She doesn't right. see that. It's just like, yeah. here's another actress who is on my mm-hmm. level um, yep. doing this role. And that is what I love. And who knows? Maybe I've just been reading the wrong books, but I think it's a really <laughs> underlooked moment in yeah, the history it's, of Broadway. I, until we started researching this production, I had mm-hmm. no idea. So, yeah. 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 I mean, it is as much as we we parrot Hamilton and the new Deaf Awakening, <laughs> Spring Awakening for like bringing diversity to Broadway. Like, yeah. Pearl and Carol did it a couple decades ago. Exactly. Exactly. And it was, yeah, it was a proper a moment, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And amidst, you know, a very like, this is, I, I only delved a little bit into some art, like some very scholarly articles about this, which got a little dry a little fast, which is why I only yeah. delved in a little bit. But one of the things they were saying is it's very easy to overlook musical theater and Broadway as a vehicle for cultural change, mm-hmm. um, especially something like this that feels so fluffy, that feels mm-hmm. so, you know, escapist and just kind of, I don't know, simple. Um, yep. But it is exactly that reason why it can contain some of the most important cultural change and social activism, because all of that activism becomes so unspoken in it. Just yep. the the naturalism of it. And so having a, you know, it wasn't advertised as like, hello, Dolly, she's black on the marquee. <laughs> exactly. Like, exactly. This, is, this is not what they were aiming for. No, it was just the And cast. I also wonder if that's maybe why the... 1975 production the revival wasn't as successful because maybe and who knows um i wasn't Uh around i wasn't in new york but maybe it felt a little more forced and a little more like come look at our issue play yeah or it was like oh i don't know whether producers are something like oh hey you know they hit on something really really good right with that that time when they did that let's exploit that exactly you know and we'll go on and do that and just they miss they miss the boat whereas yeah. i think that thing is because it was almost disguised right. in the original production you mm-hmm. know i mean people could just be buying tickets and they weren't looking up cast changes and suddenly yep. all right okay and yep. you just take it because yep. also you know that everyone is talking about this show for seven years right and you know you're just like this is the great one to see i'll go yep. see this all right okay cool that's the cast everyone loved it so i'm not gonna judge and you just enjoy it because the world I live in is musical theater, yep. but also because the contemporary society I've been born into is this, you know, rocky second civil rights movement that America uh-huh. is very quickly entering. Yeah. It's, you know, makes me wonder if we should revive Hello, Dolly again, but without <laughs> Bette Midler. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Well, that, or, or do it with something else. Do you know what I mean? Just, just, yeah. just do a show. And- yeah not think about that yeah, stuff like that but then i guess that's it it's nowadays you can't not think about it right but that's someone's where, gonna question it that's why that's why colorblindness is inappropriate because colorblindness yeah. implies that you're not thinking about it there needs yeah. to be 
some care and some delicacy taken with it because we should be thinking about it. And then there's a mm-hmm. point where then you stop thinking about it. You make your yeah. cast and then, you know, you got your racially diverse people in it of all kinds. You know, let's yep. even your diverse people of all kinds. That's the world we live in now on Broadway yeah. or should be moving to at least. And then you do a show. Then you do a play. Done. Easy. Yeah. I, I, that's it. It's, I don't know. I feel we're doing well in the musical theatre world. I feel quite proud to mm-hmm. be in the musical theatre because, I don't know, I mean, I, I kind of feel yeah. we're leading the way. Um, yeah. I, well, I mean, if you count the popularity of Hamilton, like, right. that's where, especially with something like Hamilton, especially with this production of Hello, Dolly, uh-huh. the, the, the wonderful subtle story of it all is if you picture in your mind, especially the 1960s Broadway-going crowd, but even today's Broadway-going crowd, probably mildly affluent, I would wager predominantly white, Mm -hmm. um, which, you know, no commentary on whether that's good or bad. Mm -hmm. Um, And to put a very deep-cutting story like the Founding Fathers of the United States retold as a hip-hop saga to put a entirely black cast performing Hello Dolly in front of this white audience, you're, you know, you're making Pearl Bailey and Carol Channing friends. You're making this the new homogenized standard that we are more comfortable with. And that lets the conversations happen, that lets us all be human beings next to each other, that helps cut down our differences in wonderful ways. Yeah. Um, I think you're right. I think it, whether or not Broadway is at the forefront, I think it's the place to do it. I mean, I don't know if you find this, but sometimes you do get into mm-hmm. the conversation where it's like, yeah, I like musicals, but that's okay because. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because people yeah. are like, oh, right, it's musicals you're into. Oh, you don't take things seriously. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, but actually, we're gonna, I'm going to stop you there and I'm going to give you this list of reasons why musicals are, I think, the best platform for social change. I don't yeah. do. You know, Trey, Trey Parker and Matt Stone uh, infamously said about Book of Mormon that it was the easiest time they had telling a story they wanted to. Exactly. Because there is no FCC of Broadway. Yeah. All you need is a theater and the people who want to do the thing. Yeah. And now look at them. And then you can still have a pretty, you know, a pretty wide audience of the thing you want to show people. Exactly. Exactly. This is why Pearl Bailey's recording of Hello Dolly is one of my favorites. Look at that crowd over there. Listen and hear that brass harmony growing. Look at that crowd over there. Pardon me if my old spirit is showing. All's
We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Can you believe this musical that we're talking about is Hello Dolly <laughs> right. this week? And we right? spent about an hour talking about race. Who knew? Who knew? Hello Dolly. Thank you. Thank you, Carol Channing. We talk a Thank little you, bit Carol about Channing. Carol Channing. We did. Oh, she's. Uh, have you heard the corn story? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> so this, you know, those the I move in in show busy type worlds. It yes. is not beyond conception that some of the people I've met have met people who have met Carol Channing. Yep. This story has been told to me by two separate people about two separate incidences, but it's the same story with the same punchline. Amazing. Wh- whoever's friend was talking to whoever's friend who was working backstage at some charity concert or ball or gala that Carol right. Channing was performing at. And this, you know, lady had to go into the bathroom. Not Carol Channing, whoever's telling the story. Goes right. into the bathroom, sits down, and immediately the door swings open and you can tell it's Carol who walked in because her long beady sequiny dress is just dragging on the floor. It is no and you hear like the little clop 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 of high heels walking down. She opens the door, sits down, and immediately and then silence and then corn when did i eat corn heard that story told to me twice <laughs> i feel like i've heard that story as well <laughs> it, uh, it's uh, that's a good impression as well actually thanks her that's, voice carol oh, channing's voice and i'm not even talking just wonderful voice. I'm just talking about her goddamn voice. It's I mean, what is I mean, that? It's proof that whoever you are, whatever you do, you can find a way to perform. Because <laughs> she's not a bad singer. Yeah, she, she's she's like she's better than Elaine Stretch. Yep, she's she's pleasing to listen to at times, and you know it's her. And she's not putting it on either. I mean, you watch interviews with I Carol know. Channing. We I. I watched, there's a whole, I gotta look it up, documentary on Netflix about Carol Channing that's delightful. It right. might just be called Carol. Um, and that's just how she talks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it's it's not a Carol Channing larger than life, 2012. It was on Netflix at least a year ago. You're absolutely worth a watch. It's fa- it's a fascinating little voice. Yeah. And, because it's, right, so it's weird because, with, um, Hello Dolly, first the first encounter I ever had with it, which I assume is most people's, is mm-hmm. Barb's in the film, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so it's always funny when you transfer away from yeah. Barbara <laughs> to right. anything. To um, anything, to Carol Channing. And yeah. Exactly. And then you're still like, ah. Oh. But with Carol Channing, I was like, I instantly like it um, mm-hmm. because you're so likable. Mm-hmm. You just love, you love her. Like, yeah. You love Carol Channing. You can't not. Everyone loves Carol Channing. Mm-hmm. Like she's just sweet. You're just like, oh, you with yeah. your little accent she's, and your voice. She's just so like, cute and seems like the nicest human being in the world. Has the biggest smile on the stage. Always. Her smile is so big. Yeah, and like wonderful wit. So comedic. There's a great. Uh, it's a a plug interview with her walking out of forbidden broadway right um and the the interviewer asked the question like they they had a they had a drag queen playing you in that performance what do you think and carol channing goes oh he did carol channing better than i do carol channing 
And it's just wonderful. Amazing. Like, what a delightful Where's, thing. Uh, oh, she's like, just gorgeous. I want to get, get drunk with Carol Channing. Yeah, I think that would be a great thing. And I think, because obviously she's really old now. What, she, she's in her 90s? She's right? 95. She's 95, 95 years old. Yeah. I and mean, still going strong. That's it. Like, because I know she said when... Um, before Bette Midler was in it, I know that she wanted to do another one. She wanted to go around yep. again with Hello Dolly. Um, yep. But for, you know, health and safety reasons, probably not the best idea. Probably not. I mean, walking down the stairs, not the best idea. <sighs> no, exactly. Stair lift. Getting a dress and just being a little st- <laughs> stair lift as she goes down. Oh, God, hat, can you imagine? Hello Dolly da, sits down in the little, like, up da, da. chair lift. You'd, she'd, get, she'd still get, like, a standing ovation, I bet. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. I would. Uh, I'd be I mean, there. she... So, the most recent revival, 1995, mm-hmm. starred Carol Channing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's kind of always been Carol Channing. Like, obviously, yeah. Ethel Merriman did it, Mary Martin did they it. They threw a bunch Carol of other people in. You know, and they're all fine. Yeah, but, but it, it, is, it is Carol's show through and through. Wave your little hand and whisper so long, dearie. You ain't gonna see me but when you discover that your life is dreary, don't you come a knocking on my door. Cause I'll be all dolled up and singing that song that says, You dog, I told you so. So wave your little hand and whisper so long, dearie. Dearie should have said so long, so long ago. Jerry, Jerry Herman wrote it for Ethel Merriman. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they and did she not was want like, Carol to begin no, with. No, I will not do it. <laughs> that was my uh, great, biggest, biggest mistake. That was good. That was almost as good as my Carol Channing impression. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and what a mistake you make. And then obviously she comes Huge crawling mistake. back. I do find it interesting, and I don't remember where I was reading this. Um, Jerry Herman is notoriously tight fisted on l- allowing revivals of Hello Dolly because he has such a preference for the original staging and the original choreography and the original production that he doesn't want any changes to that in any exactly. production. So th- that this is a wonderful segue to start talking about 2017, okay? <laughs> uh-huh. Um because I am a bit I'm a bit worried. Yeah. I'm going to put it out there. I'm a little bit worried. So um a bit midler, I'm not worried mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. Because that is why she's I'm a huge bit Midler fan. She's she's huge, the, huge, she's huge. A, a great age for it. That uh, that's one of my biggest problems with Babs is she's like twenty two yep. or something. But right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's like literally she trips out a funny girl and falls yeah. into and you're like, how Dolly and how you're like, are you no. this worldly wise widow at yes. twenty? <laughs> I know. Even but even Barbara Streisand doesn't have those powers. <laughs> yeah, but Bette Midler is. Is going on 70. She's 75, I think. She is 70. So, no, she's exactly. 71. 70, right, okay. She'll be 71, She'll be 71 by 71. the time the show That's premieres. It. She'll yeah. be 71. Carol Channing was 75 in 1995. That's yeah. what it was. Um, and so that, not worried about at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm worried about... It, uh, a lot of things. Yeah. And probably just because I'm looking to be worried. Does that yeah. make sense? Okay. Like, these are these are the things we worry about, Jimmy. This exactly. is our job <laughs> in the world to worry about these things so other people don't have to. Exactly. In the words of um 
the head teacher in fame. These are my children. Right. <laughs> so the director is um it's what Jerry Zacks? Uh Jerry yeah, Zacks. Jerry. This is this is your wheelhouse. I know nothing about Jerry Zacks. Sorry. It says uh yeah. choreographed by Warren Carlyle. Have Warren, they done anything yeah. I would know? So yeah, so Jerry Zach's most recent thing was Sister Act. Okay. Sister Act? Okay. On Broadway, not the West End. Didn't direct okay. West End, director Broadway. Um, I don't know what the changes were between the two. I mm-hmm. don't, from looking at pictures and staging and stuff, and seems pretty. Similar. I don't think it was vast amounts of changes. Before that, he had done. Oh, this is right. So this is the one that kind of worries me, and I know it was a while ago, but mm-hmm. he did the eighty-seven Anything Goes. Okay, who is he that? The, the That's Ginger Wig, Patty Lapone. Yeah, goes, which was it was really bad. Yeah, and that's a like, that's a good parallel to Hello Dolly too, because that's a golden ex- oldie. So, and, right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. No, the thing is, is so he he does them, and that's that. It's almost yeah. kind of his thing. He's, yeah. He takes a classic. I mean, this mm-hmm. is going to be the first golden age musical in a really long time that yeah. isn't a Rodgers and Hammerstein. Yeah, that's true. And even then, there's still not vast yeah. amounts of them. But all of the previous ones have been directed by the guy who did. Um, King and I, Fiddler. Oh yes, him, yes, yes. Um, Barty Sheriff, Sheriff. All the Barty other uh, classic Broadway productions of recent years. So he has done that, and he's very good. Mm-hmm. He's extremely good. Yeah, he's great, and he somehow tapped into this recipe for updating it without changing it. And I feel that's what you kind of need to do. Like mm-hmm. this is going to need an update. It at the very least needs the the revival cherry on top. Like most revivals will add in a cut song or switch something so that even yeah. if you're the the someone who saw Carol in ninety five or sixty five, you'd have something new to look for. It's just gonna need to feel better. It's gonna need to feel presumed. Like if you yeah. think about um when they revived uh, pajama game. Yeah. So it was a masterpiece in reviving. Uh, don't know what the word is. Reviving. That's yeah. <laughs> they played very fast and loose with a lot of it, with a lot of the original design, and totally. And they yeah. swankified it, and they kind yeah. of they realized that the plot was stupid. Yeah, and we're like, well, let's throw that away. We're gonna make it so cool. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. And Hernando's Hideaway had this huge, yeah, huge change. It was all yeah. great, but it, it's still the it's still the plot. It's not like the revival of Cabaret. That is yes, so de- exactly. or the revival of Chicago that's so decidedly different. Different, yeah. No, it is. It's, it was that plot, and that's right. And I feel that that's what they're going to need to do with the low dolly because you're not. If, if I'm a Broadway.com generation child, yeah. or you know, even just someone who's new to this in this mm-hmm. day and age, I'm not going to get into a bunch of people wanting to get married. Exactly. Sorry, like, yeah. I'm yeah. just not. I mean, like, I I wonder what there is in the plot to tap into. There's definitely that whole the whole matchmaking theme. But what's that? Do you know I mean, well, like, there's nothing that there's no equivalent nowadays unless you're looking at like arranged marriages. I mean, but. I think I think the the way we meet people in 2016 has certainly changed from the way we meet people in 2006, and there's commentary to be had there. Yeah. Uh, good luck, right? <laughs> right. Through bit middle of the matchmaker, the, I don't know so much. The only thing, the only thing I was thinking is like if you look at it from like a feminist point of view, um, yeah. Because obviously there's some issues there, and that right. all the women just yeah. want to be with men, and yeah. that's that's what they're there for. Um, yeah. and obviously the opening song, what's it? It takes a woman, right? Is yeah, the, disgusting the nowadays. Is, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, so it's like, how are you gonna how are you gonna handle that? How are you gonna yeah. take that? 
Um, because what Jerry Zaks also did mm-hmm. was the 2004 Lacage, not the most okay. recent one. So he directed that, and okay. it wasn't very good. It was yeah, very good. It's especially when 2010 Revival came yeah. along, and and that's a, that's incredible. another Jerry Herman too. Exactly, and this is it. So he didn't, and what I feel he didn't do was update it. He didn't give it that presumph. That. Yeah, and that seems easier to do with Kaj because it is exactly. it has a progressive plot. Whoever directed Twenty Ten, they focused a lot on Albin, and that was at the time of you know everyone's talking about gay rights. Yeah, yeah, and they weren't shying away from the drag queens anymore. It was very much like drag queens in your face. Yeah, um, exactly, and that was fine. I just worry that they're not going to get that relevance. Okay. A reserved revival of Hello Dolly. Yeah, because if you just put a Hello Dolly on, I'm yeah. sorry, damp squib nowadays, like, no, doesn't matter a- how shiny that dress is going to be. In- exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, your only redeeming factor may be that the title song is in Act 2, and so people won't leave at Act 1 because they'll miss it. <laughs> and I mean, this. I hope that people will, you know, they'll obviously know the song, um, and they yeah. might go and they might obviously... Uh Oh, I haven't mentioned my joke yet. Maybe this is a good time to mention my joke. (laughs) Jimmy's been preparing this joke. My favorite favorite revival of Hello Dolly was Hello Wally. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Jimmy has has pulled out a toy Wally animatron that he just (laughs) conveniently has sitting around it's my favorite thing so wally introduced me to hello dolly so we thank yeah. wally for everything oh, that's that's crazy that's awesome yeah i think a lot of people are going to know it from that or they're gonna be like i heard that song what's that from oh wally cool i wonder if they're gonna pay, play up that b plot more like who i'm curious as who as to who cornelius and barnaby are gonna be right but this is it is it not gonna matter because you've got bet yeah and the thing is, is like, Hello Dolly, all the way through its history, has been about mm-hmm. who's playing Dolly? Cool. Right. You can stop and there. I, yeah. You know, and I, that's I wonder... dangerous. That's really risky. Because it happened It happened with Anything Goes and Patty, and that yeah. didn't work. No. Sorry. I don't know if Bet is, like, she's got the age, she's got the pipes. She, she seems kind of mean. She's loved by the gays. Yeah, so but is I don't Kyle think Channing. many straight people are like... When she, for bet. <laughs> you know who, 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 what, what roles do you picture Bette Midler as? For me, she's the witch in um, Hocus Pocus. Hocus and, Pocus. Uh, First Wives Club. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm a, I'm a Beaches fan. Yeah, I'm one of those gay men. I've watched, I've watched Beaches <laughs> once and vowed to never watch it again. Um, uh, I, I'm soppy, so I was <laughs> loving it. Um, I think she was also a fantastic Mama Rose. Yes, yes, she was a great Mama Rose. She's very, very but good. But like that's you know those she's characters fierce. are she's fierce and Dolly Levi is not fierce. She's not fierce, but she is. Fu- she's very funny. Bette Midler is very, very funny. She's very funny. But does she have the personableness? Yeah, that's that what Carol I wonder. Has or because Bette Midler, I think, and sorry if you're listening, Bette, I'm sure you are, um, <laughs> has a bit of Bette Midler syndrome. Yeah. Which is exactly what Barbara has. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And this is, I mean, the differences between Barbara and Carol are that 
Carol is so lovable that you don't mm-hmm. care what she sounds like. Right. Barbara's so talented that you don't care, you don't what, care she what she acts, acts like. like. Yeah. And I, f- I worry that Bette Midler's sitting on that bridge. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because no one's, no one's Barbara. Bette's fantastic, but she still ain't Barbara. So it, <laughs> she's going to have to be very good. Yeah. And it's just like relying on that gimmick. Mm-hmm. Also, how long is she going to do it for? Right. Like that is a hundred percent like how, how long Mandel is she gonna do it for? She's she's also an aging performer, and is she gonna yeah. suffer the the understudy phenomenon? Like where Exa- uh-huh. you, if you want to see Bet, you got to get a Friday night ticket. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah. you got exactly. the understudy. I mean, because she took a lot of persuading to do it. It wasn't like her passion project that she right. was like, I need to be Dolly Levi. It was like yeah. you. Can bet, bet? Can you please do this? And yeah, okay, yeah. Dear Herman, I will. Um, uh, I don't know. I'm a bit worried. I'm, and I think lots of people are like, "It's amazing! Hooray! Hello, Dolly's coming back!" Yeah. And then the vanish is so early. <laughs> but yeah. it's like 2017 will arrive, and we're like, "Oh yeah, you're in that, aren't you? Great! Uh, yeah. Have a Tony Award nomination. You yeah. won't win it. No. Um, cool. Bye." Uh, and that's that. And I don't know. It's, yeah, these are. We're here to worry for you, listeners. It only takes a moment for your eyes to meet and then your heart knows in a moment you not the hippest of musicals really <laughs> i mean a lot of people on stage will have fake hips there might be <laughs> there might be more hips on stage than people potentially because everyone's got two so <laughs> can i tell that you could be when we did this in high school we had some revised script i don't know from when right? but i'm sure it was after one of the many late revivals um, uh-huh. and every other stage direction was like so and so crosses downstage right and sits on a stool and sits on a couch and lies down on a couch and sits on a stool and gets up from this stool and sits down on another stool and it's a whole show of like walking across the stage and sitting down again Uh (laughs) i mean well that's like that's the thing about like the number hello dolly like it's fabulous and camp and that's great but it's she's just walking about i mean she ain't doing much (laughs) Are they gonna? Are they gonna lift Bet Midler up over their heads and flip her off? I, <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Is she ain't that? That's the thing. Is she? She's still quite active. That's um, true. That's true. And mobile, so that's she's got that going for her. You need that. So use that. I think she's gonna shine in Motherhood March. And I, I was step. just about to say, yeah. I am so excited to see what they do. With <laughs> I love Motherhood March. That's one of my favorite numbers in the show. A a pure musical theater song too. Like a lot 100%. of the songs it's in the so show great. are like belty stuff or like the a, a contemporary musical theater song. This yes. is uh-huh. what is marking the change. Like we are singing Motherhood March, and it is the plot. It is yeah. not a separate. Like this is the distracting song, and it's diegetic. It's yes. it's not entirely diegetic, but like <laughs> we're getting close. It's not beyond the realm of reason that Dolly Levi is actually singing this song at Horace Vandergelder to distract him uh-huh. from his two employees marching under the table. And it's a funny song. I've it's seen so a funny. couple different stagings and it's always hilarious. 
Okay. Uh, for 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 our non-watching Hello Dolly people, or is Motherhood March in the movie? Uh, I don't think so. I think I it might just so. be a scene in the movie. Yeah, because I, I'm I can't ever think of Barb singing it. Yeah, they're in yeah, the hat shop. Not. Um, and uh, Cornelius and Barnaby are there meeting their um, you know, their love interests of the musical, and suddenly their boss, Mr. Vandergelder, shows up, and so they have to hide in a closet filled with ladies' clothing. And uh, or under a table or who knows where, and then yeah. Horace Vandergild is there, very irate about something I don't even remember. And to distract him, Dolly leads the two girls in this wonderfully stupid <laughs> patriotic march. It's like I stand for motherhood, America, and a hot lunch for orphans. Um, yep. Take off your hat, sir. There's a tear-stained eagle passing. It's all like this patriotic nonsense. Meanwhile, so trying to hide the two boys as they like, you know, pish and posh around the shop. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's good. It's it is. It's like it's a classic farcical fun musical yeah. theater. But I don't think Barbara would touch it again. She's so... Do you know what I mean? I enjoy her voice. I can't stand her in the movie Hello, Dolly. That's not true. I like her in the movie Hello, Dolly. Yeah, she's Barbara really Streisand. good at it. It's just, she's really exactly. good at it. It just doesn't... It doesn't make any right sense. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, but you know Tommy. Do you know, the, do you know the crazy thing about it, though? Uh, yes, well, tell me. After production finished filming, you know who she went on to marry? Who? Walter Matthau, who plays Horace Vandegelder in oh, Hello, Dolly, the movie. <laughs> so, oh. all this, all of me saying, like, how unbelievable is it that this... You know, she she yeah, was literally like twenty one or twenty two. You know, is trying to fall in love with this days. ridiculously old hay and feed store owner. Like, I can't believe that would happen in real life ever. And then it exactly does. And then it happens. I know, but it's okay. No one's judging you for your you know ignorance, that's, Tommy. That's, that's true. Funny. If there's one thing the internet never does is judge me. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Appreciate um, all your love and su- support, Internet. <laughs> I I've not been judged yet, so <laughs> it'll it'll I it'll appreciate come. it too. If you want your sister corded, brother wet or cheese imported, just leave everything to me. If you want your roof inspected, eyebrows tweezed or bills collected, just leave everything to me. If you want your daughter dated or some marriage consummated for a rather modest fee. If you want a husband spotted, boyfriend traced, or chicken potted, I'll arrange for making all arrangements. Just leave everything to me. Well, that was that was fun. Lots of lots of Hello Dolly. Lots of like we got real deep with some Hello we Dolly got stuff. So deep. deep. We're doing really good on the depth. On the depth. Depth and breath. That. This is becoming like a hugely topical podcast. It's, I mean, we we are 
the pol- the political pundits of our day. Yes, we are. Jimmy, we have, I think we both agree, this is our best trivia question to date for our next musical. Fantastic. I can't believe that this happened. <laughs> uh, it's, it's stunning. I'm amazed. This literally, I have never heard about this it before. This literally happened. Yeah. Like, you will not this believe this. Happened. So the, right. the, the answer to this question is the musical we're going to talk about on our next podcast, as usual. Here yep. Yep. is the question. This musical was Julie Andrews' last Broadway performance to date. In an unfortunate turn of events, she flubbed on her lines and left the stage in embarrassment. What musical? Yep. Like, shocking. You can't right? imagine that ever Julie happening Julie Andrews. Of all people. Mortifying. I know, I had, I had so, no idea. What was the show? We'll find out. People, people, we'll find out. people will tweet us about it. There, there is an answer. We didn't just make this up. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we have just like, written our own musical that Julie Andrews nope. was in. This is honest no, to goodness. This. Musical theater fact. Yep. yep. Use this, you know, tell your grandkids this one. Or your grandparents. We, did you say we're your grandparents? No, I said or your grandparents. Oh, okay. Tell your grandkids. They'll probably or your already know. Yeah, I mean, we, we are also all our listeners' grandparents. I mean, I think <laughs> yeah. that goes without saying. Old, 100%. Old Grandpa Jimmy and Grandpa Tommy. <laughs> like Grandpa Jim, surely. Grandpa Jim? Not Jim even Gra- and, Jim not and Gra- Tom. You're not allowed not- two syllables when you're a grandpa. Well, uh, Gramp- grandpa Jim? Would you be a grandpa or like a, like a papa? I, I would love to be Papa Jim. Papa Jim? <laughs> that sounds like a, a fast food restaurant. It does, doesn't it? I make Papa great Jim's. pizzas. I'm going to go pick up, a, pick up a sandwich down at uh, Papa Jim's. Good. Okay. <laughs> that was a skip. That would um, be, be a great outro. <laughs> no one makes me feel more American than you, Jimmy. Exactly. It's my role in life. You have an actual kilt? Of course you have a kilt. Of course I've got a kilt. I'm Scottish. You get given one at birth. Uh, you you don't come out with it on. No, sadly not. Do you know? We just get wrapped in it. I, it's the first thing we touch. Speaking of <laughs> of skirt like garments, I recently learned up until the 1930s and 40s, if you had an mm-hmm. animated cow that you were like showing on screen, it must right. be wearing a skirt to cover its udders because they were indecent. What, like private like parts? Like private parts. That's weird. Right? That's really Isn't weird. Isn't that crazy? Free the nipple. <laughs> Free the udder. Do you have that campaign? Free the nipple? Absolutely. Cool. I didn't realize that was worldwide. That's great. Yeah, no, everyone, everyone, just like everyone poops, everyone has nipples. Some people exactly. have three nipples. Oh, wait, why are we talking? We're talking about nipples again. <laughs> this is a weird thing. That's the one we're not talking about Lin-Manuel Miranda on this podcast. We're talking about nipples. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about nipples. <laughs> And it makes me sad. It makes me sad. <laughs> Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening?
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.